This episode of the Better Every Shift podcast is sponsored by The Fire Store. Learn more about getting the gear you need at prices you can afford by visiting thefirestore.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Better Every Shift podcast. My name is Aaron Zamzo. I am going to give you another intro today. I'm going to say, hola, amigos. Como esta? And that is directed towards uh, the commander, who is Janelle Fosquette, who is the editor-in-chief of Fire Rescue One, who is also with me always on this podcast. Uh, que pasa, Janelle? Très uh, bien. Merci et vous? Oh, wait. Uh, this, yeah, this, Wrong language. Yep, that's French. If you... Uh, no. For those listening, you're like, why are they speaking Spanish? It's because we have a very special guest today. We have uh, Dr. Danny Evans here, who is um, got an unbelievable YouTube channel. Um, it's called The Language Tutor. And I had a, a scenario that um, we had some Spanish-speaking individuals, and I really couldn't communicate with them very well. I went on the internet, and up pops um, Dr. Danny Danny's uh, YouTube page, and he... It just went through, it's about a 30 minute tutorial. And I thought this is a perfect person for the podcast. So uh, welcome, Dr. Danny. Thanks so much for being here, man. Que pasa? Hola, nada. Muy bien, usted? Si, si. I guess I should have said como esta, correct? Yeah, that works too. Okay. <laughs> que pasa, it, it, que tal, whatever. And so for our listening audience, give us a little background. You are, uh, you're a school teacher. You got this un unbelievable website uh or youtube page with um quite a few followers you got about three hundred thousand people yeah. that follow you and you do these great tutorials and you're taking your time up to be with us so first of all thank you and second you know, of all get, um what got you started in doing all this well i'm a language nerd i've always loved language when i started college i i was knew i wanted to be a teacher and originally thought hey i want to i want to be a band director because i'm a big music guy but then i I realized, you know, I love music, but I'm not sure I want to teach. I really want to teach language. And so as I was starting college, I thought to myself, hey, I, I already knew a lot of French, had spent time in France, knew some Dutch. And I thought, hey, I'll pick up Spanish, pick up another language, make myself more marketable. And uh, it got me a job before I even finished student teaching. So now I'm in my 27th year of teaching. And back in 2019, uh, someone contacted me and they, I had been doing a TV show in Atlanta, uh, teaching Spanish and they had started putting my videos on their YouTube channel. And somebody said, Hey, you know, you're on YouTube. And I said, what? <laughs> and they said, yeah, this video has got a million views. And I said, you're crazy. And so I looked, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, I thought, you know, they, they only put a certain number on there. So why don't I start my own channel and offer, in an unlimited number of videos and lessons for free. And so we started in January of 2019 and here we are. Yeah. I was doing some background. Uh, I think you've, you had almost uh total, like through all your videos, almost 17 million views. Yeah. The one that I saw is 40,000 and it's, it's super um, helpful. And um, you know, that's a, it's a very helpless feeling going back to, you know, kind of the motivation for me to search. It's, yeah. You know, you have someone there that needs your help and you can't communicate with them. Um, you know, so I, I know in your video you had some really great things and, and we're going to lead um, a, a link to that, right, Janelle, to that video so people can get more uh, information. And today we're, we're going to go through some 
statements. We'll go through some, some things to give people a nice base to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things we also want to do is go through a quick scenario. So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to trade hats with you if you don't okay. mind. I'm gonna, right. You're going to be the firefighter and, uh, you are, you're getting off the truck and you see there's a, a residence there. There's some fire, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of in a window and there's the, the Spanish speaking residents are standing in front. Just a couple of questions, you know, from a fire lieutenant standpoint, I'm going to try to figure out where is the fire? Mm-hmm. Is everyone out? Yeah. Um, is everyone okay? Are there any pets? Again, maybe reiterate and ask in a different way if, if, there, if there is anyone else that could be in the house and possibly like what's the best way to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's turn it over to you. And okay. how does that sound in Spanish? Okay, so I arrive and first thing I say, ¿Dónde está el fuego? Where's the fire? And están todas fuera de la casa. Is everybody out? And hay mascotas en la casa. Are there any pets in the house? And how do I arrive at it? The fire. ¿Cómo llego a él? Perfect. So we'll uh, we'll kind of break that down a little bit because there's different ways to ask questions in yeah. Spanish and. Yes. And, and like we had talked off camera, which I always do about, you know, where do you even begin? Like, so mm-hmm. in this case, we have a scenario so we can at least figure out verbiage a little bit as far as like nouns and, and the, the vocabulary side. Yes. But as far as, you know, formalities, right? There's a formal, mm-hmm. there's an informal. I mean, yeah. what would you recommend it, and where do we even begin? Well, I, for, for the purpose of firefighting and just immediately meeting people's needs. I suggest that you just use very simple phrases. You know, I wouldn't get too much into, is this the formal? Is this the informal? Just go with the informal. I believe you should go with informal because you want to be on a personal level with these people that you're dealing with. And so most of the phrases that we'll cover today are in that informal way of speaking. Uh, we will throw in one or two that demonstrate the respectful side. But the, the biggest thing is, is to get on a personal level with those people. And if you're just starting out, I completely recommend that what you'd want to do is take some of these phrases, memorize them. Yes, go ahead and put them in your, in your brain, get them in the bank. But also understand that memorization is really lower level brain functioning. What we want to do to really obtain the language is kick in the higher level language skills, the higher level thinking. And that is where you, you get that by actually speaking the language and putting yourself into that situation. So it, if I personally were a firefighter and I were just starting out, I would, I would get these phrases. But while I'm in the, you know, the fire station, or I'm not on a call. I would be walking through scenarios at least periodically. Um, I'm going to be the firefighter. You're going to be the person in need and try to go through these phrases um, or have someone give you a conversation. This is what you need to say right now. And that person needs to come up with that phrase because making yourself use it in actual situations, that's going to cause your brain to retain it in a way that is long lasting and not just that temporary mode that we get from just memorizing the phrases. Hope that makes sense. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. So is that the full immersion element of this? It's like, yes. I know that I've studied French quite a bit and yeah. I've never gotten it to quite 
click in my brain. And I think that's because mm -hmm. I was just taking the memorization route, you know, right. trying to pass the exam or whatever it might be. But really, um, unless, unless I'm speaking it regularly, mm -hmm. it just, I feel like it just atrophies so quickly. It does. Um, yeah. And, and I will say this, when I was 16, I'd had one year of French one and I ended up living in France that summer after 10th grade for about a month. And I went in there all big attitude. Uh, and I remember looking at the family that where I was staying, I remember looking at the parents and saying to them in French, uh, ne parle anglais pas, ne parle pas anglais avec moi. Don't speak English with me. Je veux pratiquer le français tout l'été. I want to practice French every day while I'm here. And the dad looked at me and he said, that's not a problem with me. He said, je, je ne sais rien en anglais. I know nothing. And he said, nul, nothing. So then I realized I didn't even have a crutch. Like, I can't even ask this guy, oh, I don't know how to say this word in French. How do you say it? I couldn't even ask him that because he did, He wouldn't know the English word I'm saying to begin with. Right. <laughs> so I realized yeah. I have no crutch whatsoever. So I got my wish. I had to speak it every single day. And it did wonders, absolute wonders for me. It's the best thing you can do. Yeah. And I think especially for what we're going to cover today, this is, again, just the foundation. And then yeah. there's a it's great to then say, OK, hey, for a quick five or 10 minute drill with your crews and firehouse, mm -hmm. just go through a couple of these statements like you're saying. So you can at least understand the gist of them and give some form of understanding and get some form of understanding, because then you also remember these are stressful situations that we're going into. So you're trying to retain something that's new. And if you don't practice or rehearse or kind of emerge yourself yeah. every once in a while, you know, you could really not, uh, you know, say the wrong stuff or, or, or just freeze up in, in some cases. I, I know you got a video on that as well about freezing mm -hmm. up. So, yeah. um, I, I love the fact. So what we're talking about today is just the base continually mm -hmm. learn and develop and, and do some quick trainings with these, uh, you know, as, as a team or as a, you know, a group, uh, you know, where your partner, uh, wherever it may be. And yeah. the more you do that, just a couple minutes every once in a while, it really goes a long way. So, yeah. and we'll I, also, we'll show um, a slideshow for people who want to watch this. Some people certainly learn in different ways. Mm -hmm. I, I learn best reading things as opposed to hearing them. So we've got in the video version, we'll have some slides showing keywords, directives, questions, um, so if you learn better that way, I suggest you pop over to the YouTube version and um, if you're not watching that now. So we'll show some of those. I do have a question, though, before mm -hmm. we go too much further about the formal and informal. Yeah. In Spanish, what does that look like? What are the differences? Is it like a significant difference in phrasing or is it just like the difference of a few words or I'm sorry, letters? It's it's differences in small words. So, for example, if I were going to ask you, what is your name? And I were speaking to somebody that's my age or younger, a child, I could say, como te llamas? And so that the word te is implying someone, as I've just described, you know, younger, your age, a peer. Um, the formal is where, if you can imagine, I'm speaking to somebody that in English I would use ma'am or sir with. So it's just adding a little bit more respect. So instead of saying, como te llamas, I could say, como se llama. 
and, and the, the verb yama instead of yamas and the word se instead of te makes it respectful. Got it. Yo me llamo Erron. Sí. Sí. <laughs> Muy bien. Tres años en uh, la clase de español. Sí. Excelente. And I still can't communicate. So darn it. That's why we're here today. That's all right. Um, I, I do want to give a disclaimer though. This is important because if you're, if you're watching and listening to this or watching this and you're starting to learn, chances are, you know, somebody that speaks Spanish. And a lot of times we're going to have people come up and say, well, yeah, but I would say it like this, or I would say it like this. But if you think about it in English, pick any phrase or sentence could we not think of three or four different ways to say it? Right. So what we're doing today is we're presenting that foundation of phrases, very intro. And once you become better and more, you know, proficient, then you can add new ways in. Yeah. yeah so we, we set up the fire scenario. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a majority of the, of the time where we really need, um, you know, the, the, the Spanish speaking and the communication is, uh, more when it's uh, an EMS or an, uh, you know more of an emergent like car accidents or somewhere where where someone is hurt or injured. Mm -hmm. So we'll we'll go through that scenario also and and just backing up about the fire scenario, we'll try to do some summary as far as like what those those questions are. But typically that is a very urgent. There's not a lot of contact with the individuals there. It's you know like like we were saying, it's three or four questions. Mm -hmm. Try to get some idea of what what the the communication is there, and then we're going to action. Yeah. Now, when we have an EMS side, let's do a little role play there, where you know the individual has uh, you know chest pain, or if mm -hmm. it's a trauma, you know they're bleeding somewhere. You know, what are some basic questions there? Uh, you know, you're looking at where 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 is the pain? Uh, you know, has mm -hmm. this happened before? How did this happen? Um, I'll, I'll give it over to you. Here's the helmet again. And, and now how would you start that conversation? Yeah. So where does it hurt? Um, you could say, donde te duele? Donde te duele? And I know chest pain is a very important thing for first responders to know about. Um, so, tiene dolor de pecho. You have pain of chest. Chest. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one. Have you had this pain before? Has tenido este dolor antes? So those are some good phrases that'll get you started trying to find out what's going on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So when you come up and then do you, obviously then let's, we'll even back up now, if you have someone in the ambulance and it's a little calmer, mm -hmm. you know, start with, right. Like introduce yourself. Mm-hmm that and then and say hey i'm here to help obviously they okay. they may know that but you know isn't it is it better just to, to kind of reiterate these things that even though you think they may mm -hmm. it's obvious sometimes it's nice to start that communication Does yes that absolutely sense? yeah uh, establishing a rapport calming the person down i'm sure is extremely i'm not a first responder but i'm sure that's helpful um so yeah just hello you can say hola is the most simple way to say that just hola and my name is Mi nombre es, and again, you can say me llamo, but let's learn one, get proficient and build another one later. So okay. mi nombre es, and then what is your name? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? ¿Cuál es tu nombre? 
And if you want to tell somebody, I'm here to help. Estoy aquí para ayudar. Um, help ayudar, correct. Para ayudar. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, I need to check your vital signs. Necesito revisar sus signos vitales. And, and so, it's going to go ahead. Yeah. And as you go through these, so, mm-hmm. you know, some of the things to think about is signos vitales. Sometimes even just that statement will get them to understand, okay, yes. right? Like that's, that's why they're grabbing my arm and mm-hmm. they're putting this cuff on. Exactly. Correct? Same thing right. as uh, ayudar, help. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, and, and I think those are some things to kind of build on based off mm-hmm. what we were talking about before and what you're saying now is, Find those, you know, kind of core statements. Make sure you mm-hmm. st- stick to them, know them well. That's right. And then think about the other ways to do them, right? So absolutely. Ayudar's yes. help. Mm-hmm. Uh, sig- signos vitales is mm-hmm. vital signs. Vital signs. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then going on, you're. It's going to be okay. I'll. I'll take. I'll. I'll leave it to you there. Is to to keep going on. Yeah. Todo va a estar bien. That's a little hard to shrink that phrase to less words, but uh, todo va a estar bien. Everything is going to be fine. Um, but yeah, the rest of these that, you know, you can shorten, you can even say nombre, you know, like you're saying in, in the heat of the moment, nombre, uh, mi nombre. But yeah, you can definitely just use those key words. What about even in this situation, just saying bien, like with the inflection of a uh-huh. question, would that um, yes. convey that properly? It absolutely will. Yeah. They Spanish speakers use the same question inflection that we do. So you can say bien. Um, or even just say bien, bien. And that anything like that is gonna to it, they'll understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might and, be an easier entry point for folks like as they're building, like you said, like learn certain keywords and then the phrasing that that goes with it. Yes, right, right. Absolutely. So then as we go on our conversation, this is where we can get a little more detail. Mm-hmm. So we start with our basics. We're building this rapport. I think the other thing that you guys both point on, <laughs> which we all have a tendency to do if we don't think someone's understanding us, is we yell, right? We right. get louder, <laughs> yes. which is not the thing necessarily to do. Not uh, so help. not going to help. So I think we always have to do a kind of a self-check too. Okay, take a deep breath. Rela- mm-hmm. you know, try to relax yourself because that'll help relax your patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then it goes into to breathing. So uh, yeah. on this one, what do you see are the key mo- uh, things to remember here? The biggest thing I would say, dolor. I mean, because, I mean, I, like I say, I'm not a first responder, but that they're going to have some kind of pain somewhere, most likely. Mm-hmm. And uh, so dolor is pain. You can, like, like she said, you can say dolor with that question inflection. And they'll know you're asking them if they have pain. Dolor de pecho or en el pecho, uh, pain in the chest is super important, I know. Um, and then we can just apply that same word, dolor de cabeza, uh, just change it to pain of head. So we can say dolor de and change it to any body part, and they're going to understand what we're saying. Yeah. Um, but nausea is nauseas. And now say us in vomiting, the, the, the active vomiting is vomito. 
Um, bleeding, if they're able to answer that, is sangrando. If they know of some bleeding that they should be telling you about. Um, broken bones, if you studied Spanish, you, you might know that the past participle broken is roto. But typically when we're talking about a broken bone, they'll say quebrado. And a bone is hueso. So they say hueso quebrado. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think if you're talking about medications, medicamentos, um, I know I've been asked a million times, do you have any kind of allergies to medications? Yeah. Yep. So that's an uh, allergic reaction. Reacción alérgica. So if, if, if we wanted to ask, do you, are you allergic to any medications? Mm -hmm. um, reaction allergica medic, meta, medicamentos? De medicamentos. Med medicamentos. Uh -huh. De medicamentos. Uh -huh. So do you, are, do you have any uh, allergies to medications then in that mm -hmm. case? Okay. Right. And, you can put those together. They'll know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And then if, if we have to do IVs, um, that's... Um, you know, yeah. something that they probably would see the IV, but it, of course it's great to just say, right? What? Yeah. Via intravenosa. Via intravenosa. And, and here, let me stop you. If they see a needle, mm -hmm. because, you know, and, and so right now there's medics and EMTs going, well, Rita, it's not a needle. It's a, you know, we call it something different, of course, but, mm -hmm. um, little poke here or what's the best way to kind of say, Hey, this just, we're just checking. This might be like, you know, if we're checking blood sugar or if we're doing uh -huh. an IV, you know, what's one way to kind of brace them and say, Hey, this is just a little poke. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, most of the time, you know, I've, I've heard people say, una inyección, inyección, inyección. Okay. Inyección. That's, that's an injection, but you can you can put the word breve, brief, um, you know, soft on there, and it, 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 you can try your best to make <laughs> make it sound like it's not a big deal. But yeah, um, you know, that's that's probably the most common word I've heard is injection. Okay, just to tell them, hey, brace yourself a little bit here. Yeah, 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 and um, you can you can say no va a dolerte. It's not going to hurt you. No va a dolerte. Okay. That'd be one way to tell them. The Fire Store, equipping protectors with passion. Every decision we make as a company is about you, our customer. We wouldn't be where we are today without you. And we don't take that lightly. We understand that having the right gear can mean the difference between life and death. Our goal is to get you the gear you need, when you need it, at prices you can afford. Visit us at thefirestore.com for everything but the truck and shop our family of brands including Streamlight, MSA, Lion, Fleer and more. Now let's get back to the show. Well, and Aaron, you just mentioned, you know, they'll see the IV bag or they'll see the needle, things like that. But I think one thing that's important to underscore here is even just trying, you know, showing the effort to say the word can be such a huge connection and builder between you know, the provider and the patient, because just pointing to things, you know, might create a sense of anxiety. They don't know, they, they won't be able to talk to me, you know, in that patient's mind. So even if they can see the IV, 
even just making that little effort mm -hmm. to try and learn some of the keywords, I think can be a lot, can go a long way in calming a patient. Yeah. And then, you know, going on to that too, like, uh, yeah, we're, we're making this effort. We're trying to find out information. We're trying to build this rapport. Mm -hmm. As Janelle was saying, I think that, you know, that's all part of it is just, Hey, we're given this effort, but then if we need to find out more history, if this has happened before, um, you know, what, what, how do you, what's the best way to try to get to that, that side of, of, you know, their medical condition, the history side. Yeah. So if you were going to say just a general history of surgeries or sicknesses, you could say historia de cirugias o enfermedades. Okay. Enfermedades meaning sicknesses or illnesses. Yes. That's uh, right. Okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, you could ask that. And I know that's a, that's a big phrase. Um, and you could shorten that by just saying historia de cirugias or historia de enfermedades. You could choose one or the other if it was applicable to the situation to shorten it up. And I think a lot of times you say enfermedades, they would kind of go, they would know, again, it's that key kind of mm -hmm. uh, connection there and, and term that they would maybe go uh, see, uh, you know, and then you could say cuantos, uh, not años, cuantos, how, how many times? Cuantas uh, veces. Cuantas veces. So right. how many times has, has this happened before? Mm -hmm. See, but you knew what I was saying. See, we're, we're, we're working here. This is, that's, that's the key is when you say cuantas or cuantas veces, they would say, yeah, see, you know, um, mm -hmm. they would know kind of what you're talking about. So we we're at least establishing, continuing to establish this rapport. Right. Uh, all right. Going on to our key words there. I keep, keep interrupting you. No, no problem. No problem. Um, so yeah, if you're, it, once we get into giving people directions to uh, do an exam or whatever, so lift your arm or your leg, levante su brazo or su pierna. So this is an example of what we were talking about before. This phrase is actually written in a more respectful way because it's using su and it's using levante instead of levanta. So that's just one small example, but levante su brazo or levante su pierna. Um, and don't just be form, formal and informal. That's what we're yeah, talking yeah. For. So if I were going to make it informal, I would say levanta tu brazo. Brazo. Just slight changes. But as we've said, they're going to totally understand what you're saying. Um, this is probably very important. Don't be afraid. Uh, we, we can't say don't be afraid. We have to say don't have fear. So no tengas miedo. Um, and lie, and go, yeah, go ahead. going into that too, I think we, we, we maybe didn't state that like adjectives are second, secondary, right? Instead of, uh, you know, the, the, the red, red blood, it's blood red, correct? Blood red. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Right. And so that's, that's kind of the, the thing we also have to remember when we're trying to talk and, and communicate is it's, it's, you know, Rojas is secondary as opposed mm. to how we speak in English. Right. And that's kind of that's why right. we're, we're moving these things around a little bit, but that's right. Um, that's, yeah. that's one of the two things I remembered when I, my three years of high school Spanish. So that's two things, man. That's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm two, I'm two, two things better. Or I don't even know how you even say that, but I'm, I'm trying here, right? Like, there you go. That's this awesome. is helping a ton. Yeah. 
so you want to tell somebody to lie down, acuestate, and sit up or sit down, I should say, siéntate. And that's what, that's what Mr. Shahoni used to say to me all the time, siéntate. Yeah, yeah. He's sleeping. So I knew that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, stay calm, maintain calm is what we're saying. Mantén la calma. Uh, keep still. Quédate quieto. And if you're talking to a female there, we have to change the adjectives uh, to match females. So you'd say quédate quieta instead. Um, quieta, right. So breathe slowly. Respira lentamente. And roll over is date la vuelta. So give yourself the turn. <laughs> um, and I'm going to, I'm going to, so what happened on my, going back to the scenario that kind of prompted all this is that they were having some, like an anxiety related breathing issue. Mm -hmm. And so they're just, you know, the, the stay calm, um, mm -hmm. maintain la calma. And then. Yeah. Deep breath. So how would you say, say, stay calm, mm -hmm. take, take a couple deep breaths, or how would you put that all together? Yeah. So, uh, mantén la calma, respira profundamente, profundamente. So breathe profoundly, respira profundamente. Okay. Yeah. And just take deep, deliberate breaths profundamente. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right, right. And again, that's something that I think is one that I would put to the top of my list just to try to get, you know, obviously if they're anxious and they're breathing easy or breathing heavy, right? Just yes. having them calm down. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Danny, only some of these terms or directions need to have a, a change from male to female. Is that correct? Well, if, if we're saying an adjective that describes the person who you're talking to. That's when we need to think about that. So for example, if I'm saying, don't be afraid while ago, we said, no tengas miedo. Well, fear is fear. So that's always going to be the same way. Our nouns are nouns. They are what they are. But when we said, keep still, uh, that still would be applying to the person we're talking to. So that's where we have to really make those changes. So quieto, if I'm talking to a guy, or inquieta, if I'm talking to a female. I got it. Thank you. Yeah, sure. For the most part, if it's an urgent situation, you say the wrong uh, form uh, of it, right? Like, I don't, I think you're okay yet, correct? You're okay. I mean, these people know that this is not your native language. And the same is when we have somebody trying to speak English to us and they're struggling we, they understand. So they're going to be completely understanding of the situation and they'll, they'll know what you're talking about and won't be offended. So, uh, so, uh, another phrase or two here, uh, use medication, uh, usa el medicamento and avoid e eating or drinking. Evita comer would be avoid eating and evita beber would be avoid drinking. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And, and I we, think the, the biggest one there is respira profundamente. Right. Respira profundamente. Now, is that, res is that respiro profundamente if it's male? Uh, no, because that's a verb. So we're okay. not going to 
change verbs for gender, put an O at the end, it would be I breathe deeply. It would change it uh, I to I breathe. I yeah. So okay. the, the ending of the verb kind of talks about who's doing that verb. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And all these will be, Janelle, we'll, we'll have access to the, to these directions or uh, in the show notes. Yeah. We'll include a list um, or a downloadable PDF. Okay. And I'm trying to get Dr. Danny for all of you. Uh, you could comment below if you want more from Dr. Danny and more of a, an actual precise uh, course. I'm trying to talk him into it behind the scenes. So if we can get enough people voting that they would be willing to <laughs> continue. Uh, he's so good. And, and oh, of course, he's got a ton of YouTube uh, channels and a and, and, uh, ton of YouTube posts. But I'm trying to keep him for our first responder lessons, too. So I had to put that plug in there, Doc. Sorry. No, that's good. Hey, anything I can do to help first responders, I want to take the time. I, I believe in what you do and I appreciate what you all do and the time you give. So we talked a little bit about where's the pain or where's the hurt and yeah, we'll have you continue there. Yeah. Donde te duele? Where does it hurt you is what we're saying. Donde te duele? And are you okay? Is simple. You probably heard this phrase. Estás bien? Uh, you hear people say, ¿Cómo estás? Estoy bien. Or, ¿Estás bien? bien? Are you okay? Um, now, can you tell me what happened? ¿Puedes decirme qué pasó? Now, we do have a note here. Um, I, I was speaking with my colleague on our YouTube channel. She's a um, Robin. So if you've watched my channel, she teaches English to Spanish speakers. We have a lot of dialogue about uh, some of these, the way phrases come out. And a lot of times, you know, decir, decirme means tell me. But a lot of times when you're asking somebody to tell you something that happened, like recount a story, we might say contarme. So we may say, puedes contarme lo que pasó. And that gives a little bit deeper implication of tell me the story that happened. Okay. So, yeah. And, and one final one here, is there someone you want us to call? This is a little bit long, but you can practice it. You can get it. Hay alguien que quieres que llamemos. Hay alguien que quieres que llamemos. Yeah, that's one you'll need to run it a few times. <laughs> and so I, I know that Google Translator and, mm -hmm. and there's some apps that are, are translation apps. I think this is a good time to kind of talk about what are the some of the things that we need to just be careful of if we're using that or you know, some do's or don'ts that, that you've seen over the years. Yeah. Um, using translation programs, they don't always know context. So sometimes they're going to translate things literally, despite the number of times people have tried to tweak it to understand context. It's not always going to be 100% correct. So you may not get exactly what you want to say all the time. Sometimes it's good to Google phrases how do I say, you know, whatever, sit down in Spanish? And you get a lot of native speaker input in various websites. And you'll see the various ways and why certain things don't work on translation programs. So sometimes you might want to start with a Google Translate or some other translation program, but also Google it just to see what other people have to say about it. Okay. Yeah. So without the Translate, just do the old simple search. Mm -hmm. That's right. That we used to do, right? That's Before right. you go back to that translator. Okay. Yeah, Good absolutely. Point. Yeah. 
So then the keywords, I think, and that's what you're saying too, is maybe Google will help with some of these keywords. Mm -hmm. And we had uh, focused on, you know, hey, at least in a lot of these statements, getting some of those keywords down and then leading to the verbiage around them is kind of a, a great way to, to great place to start. Right. So we got a, a, a kind of a summary page here for these keywords. If you want to go through these, I think this is kind of a great summary of what we've just talked about. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. So we've talked about pain. Uh, the noun is dolor and breathing respiración. That's the, that's the noun form active breathing heart. This is very important. Very, very important. <laughs> corazón. Corazón. Uh, you'll also hear that in almost every song written in Spanish in the world. They all say corazón. <laughs> <Right, but laughs> so, I listen to it all the time. Um, blood pressure. Presión arterial. And allergic is alérgico. And again, if we're talking about a female, it's alérgica. Medications in general is medicamentos. You may also hear some people use the word almost like English, medicina. Uh, medicina. Yes, you may hear medicina. An injury is lesión. A burn is quemadura. Bleeding is sangrando. But now if you're saying I am bleeding, somebody is bleeding, uh, I'm bleeding, you're bleeding, we're going to say sangrando with another word like estoy sangrando, I am bleeding. Uh, people may also say tengo sangre en, I have blood in, and then they're going to specify where that is. Okay. Um, fainting is desmayo. Seizure, convulsión. And we talked a little bit about nausea and vomiting, um, nausea y vomito. We mentioned those before. Asthma, asthma. It's really easy to remember. That's an easy one. Got yeah, that one. <laughs> allergy, got that I got one. that one too, I think. <laughs> yeah. Allergy is very close as well. Allergia and fracture is also close. Fractura. Now, um, high blood pressure and low blood pressure. If we can just remember that word we mentioned a while ago, it's presión, pressure, and alta is high and baja is low. So presión alta, presión baja. Uh, the word for arrest or a stoppage, uh, stopping, I guess is the word, is paro. So cardiac arrest would be paro cardíaco. And you see that if, if you're looking at this right now, you're watching the visual part of this and you see accents on letters, that means we're going to give them special treatment and say them a little stronger than the other ones. So presión and in pressure and cardiac, cardíaco. So that's all, yeah. that's all that means is we just have to give it a little bit more strength. Um, respiratory arrest, paro respiratorio. Drunk or intoxicated is intoxicación. Poison. Or cerveza, cerveza, see? ¿sí? Yes. <laughs> Tequila, cerveza. Tanta cerveza. Sí. Sí. Tequila. Janelle, you know those words, right? Sí. <laughs> yeah. Intox, intoxic, intoxication. 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 Yeah. How do you say, Aaron, stop drinking so much tequila? <laughs> no, it doesn't exist. Tanto. Oh, you don't want to say it? Okay. Yeah, you could say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the word for poison is a little, it takes a little bit of practice. Envenenado. Envenenado. 
Envenenado. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. What? How does it say, Aaron, stop drinking my tequila? How do you? Oh. <laughs> Bebo, right? Is the drink? Yes. Beber? Si. Beber is to drink. No bebe mi tequila. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. At least my crew is now going to be like, Zam, no bebe mi tequila. There so, you go. <laughs> there we got it. Yeah, stop drinking my tequila. Absolutely. Okay. So, because you, you moved from tequila. Stop drinking so much tequila to poison. So I was like, well, same thing, you know, sometimes, but uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's true. We got to throw these practical statements in there mm -hmm. as well as the, the EMS, because that's what we're going to remember as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, we talked a while ago head is cabeza, chest, pecho, stomach, estomago, arm is brazo, and leg is pierna. This yeah. is great stuff because this just gives you just enough. But like you said, it comes down to continually uh, learning and, and using these then um, as, as we go. And so I'm going to put you on the spot here. Actually, we, we normally do what's called a hot seat where we ask you some personal questions and some mm -hmm. we kind of dig a little bit deeper in the topics that we, we learn. But I think okay. a great thing to do, I'm going to throw you on the spot, is if you come up with a couple of statements – and Janelle and I are in the hot seat. We got to figure out what you're saying. So based off of what we had, you know, whether it's a fire mm -hmm. or it's an EMS scenario, we'll give you uh, carte blanche to say, "Hey, here's statement number one." Mm -hmm. And Janelle and I, using the keywords and the things that you taught us, see if we can come up with what you're saying. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. So I approach you, and tienes dolor. De pecho. I have pain in my pecho. Is that leg? Leg starts with P also. Uh, pain in my de pecho. So Dolores, pain. So we got that one. Uh -huh. um, Janelle, help me out with that. Pecho, pecho. What? Chest pain. Pecho. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. You just went through it. Yeah. Pain in my chest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, we're good. We're getting good at this. Pain in my chest. Okay. There you go. Okay. So here, here I'm going to change what I said earlier just to give you a little bit more of a close relationship to English. Están todas las personas fuera de la casa? Are all the people out of the house? Right. Están. Are all the people out of the house? Yeah. I changed it to personas because you might recognize person. So, yes. Yeah. And you know what? That's that's exactly that's the part that that clicked. Okay, persona speaking of and then total are all the people out of mm -hmm. Casa House. So very good. Very nice. good. Yeah. You do it great. So you're good. You get you got two. You got uh let's we we'll do five total. So far I, I think we're okay. we're two for two, I think. Okay. Estás respirando bien? Can you, you breathe okay? Breathe okay. Yeah. Are you breathing well? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. ¿Dónde está el fuego? Where's the fire? Where's the fire? Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll give you one more. ¿Hay mascotas en la casa? Are there any pets That's... in the house? Yes. Like mascots. It's easy to remember. Masc oh, mascotas. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good go. tip. <laughs> this is perfect. I want to keep going because I am I feel like I'm learning, like I'm actually be able to apply this stuff. So this is... 
this is so helpful. Thank you again for your, for your time. Glad is there you. anything else uh, that you'd, you'd want to add as far as, you know, maybe next steps for, for some, you, you kind of address that. Um, and, you know, I guess the other part is it can be discouraging. Janelle and I were kind of talking about our, our frustration sometimes. And, and, you know, you were you so eloquently just said, Hey, it takes time. It takes practice. Yeah. Um, but what else can you give us as far as lasting advice and little, little, little nuggets that'll keep us, uh, you know, pursuing this? Yeah. I, two things. I am not one of these people who believes you're too old to do something or it's just not my, my, I don't have a knack for it. It's just not my thing. I'm not one of those people. Um, I believe that anybody who sets his or her mind to doing something can achieve it and achieve it well. Um, so even if you don't think you're a language person, give yourself time. Start with the very basic, if it's two or three phrases, give yourself a lot of practice time, go as slowly as you need to, and you can do this. Now, I know the other thing I want to say is a lot of people say, well, I, I see these phrases, I, I, but I don't know how to say these things. Uh, you know, and I'm not here to promo my YouTube channel, but I did early on in, in the, on the language tutor, I did a video. I think the first one I did was on the alphabet and how to spell and pronounce Spanish. Spanish is not like French. You know, Janelle, I know you, you said you took French. You know, French, we have to change our muscle structure. We got to do glottal things back here. We have to change the path of our air back here uh, for the R's and things like that. Spanish isn't like that. It's very much a front of the mouth language where if we just adjust our mouths the right way, we can pronounce things very close to what a native speaker would do. And the easiest thing about Spanish is that we have five vowels and all of those vowels have one sound each which is crazy in English. We have all these different sounds. They have one sound each. So if you learn that an A is A, an E is E, an I is E, an O is O, and a U is U, all you have to do is sound out those vowels and you can pronounce anything very closely in Spanish. So give yourself a little time. You can do it. You can Google it too. You can Google how to pronounce fill in the blank. I do that with English words sometimes. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or as I like to do, I follow your your uh, page now, and that's the language tutor. Uh, and I again look for that video. But um, we couldn't time this any better. Basically, what you said is the essence of what we're trying to do with this podcast: is just make everybody a little bit better. Try to to do something, you know, every single day, and try to like in your in your case, you just you. Um, you know, make a commitment to it. And you're never too old. You're never too old to improve. You're never too old to learn something. Um, and for those of you that have actually been listening to this, please go over and watch this on the Fire Rescue One uh, YouTube page uh, and, and then go to the Language Tutor YouTube page. Make sure you follow both of them. You can um, also see this on Fire Rescue One on the Better Every Shift podcast page. If you have questions that we can relay on to Dr. Danny, uh, please email us at bettereveryshift at firerescue1.com. If you want some more episodes, learning some more Spanish, please uh, let us know if you have suggestions for us. If you uh, could rate and review the show, that would be great. And uh, most Im importantly, and I'm going to have Dr. Danny reiterate this, 
um, and which is, you know, basically encompasses everything that you had just uh, stated and why we have you here. Um, take it from, uh, from there, Dr. Danny Evans. Yes, sir. Aprenda algo, haga algo y comparta algo para que usted y quienes lo, que lo rodean sean mejores en cada turno. And just in case you didn't catch all of that, make sure you learn something, do something, and share something to make you and those around you better every shift. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs>